0: Today's show I'll be recapping the top 20 quarterbacks from fantasy football in 2022 with week 18 excluded I'll be recapping the leaders giving my quick little outlook on them for the future what could change in the offseason for each of these guys. This is the start of the positional recap episodes. So we got QB recaps today, then RB recaps the next week, then wide receiver, then tight end. And then we'll be getting into more previews for next season. So we're in the off season. We're into some player discussions. It's going to be a very interesting and fun off season. Free agency is coming up. The draft's coming up. There's so much to discuss, even some XFLs on. So the people who really need to watch some football, they still can. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I can't wait to get into it this off season. I'm sure we'll be doing some other fun stuff like mock drafts, things like that. And then as we get closer to the fantasy season, more player preview episodes, values, sleepers, busts, draft guide, all of that, so much to do. So to clarify for the podcast from now on, we are doing weekly episodes of the podcast that is going to be once every Monday that the podcast comes out. And it'll be once every Monday for the rest of the offseason. And I'll have episodes like these for you coming out because fantasy football is a year-round activity. So thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Second at gmail.com is where you can send fantasy questions. You can also send them on the Twitter. So let's jump in. We're going to do top 20 quarterbacks and we're going to run through each of these guys, give brief thoughts and all of that. So the quarterback won on the year from weeks one through 17 in 2022 was our second time Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes. 413.42 fantasy points, averaged nearly 26 per game in his 16 games played during that stretch. And he was Fantastic. And what we're going to see and what we've seen for a while is that Mahomes is the one consistent QB who stays at the top years and years and years. He's always been in the top five or top three. And I think that's going to make him the quarterback one overall off the board in a lot of drafts. Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, of course, are going to have a case to go higher. But if you're looking for consistency and getting quarterbacks early rounds, it would be Patrick Mahomes. Now, of course, I say this every year on every QB episode, and I'm going to continue to preach it. It obviously depends on where the draft prices fall, but... I'm do not. i not a fan of taking quarterbacks in the early rounds. There's always gems later. There's always guys you can get on the waiver wire. There's always better values. And a lot of the top quarterbacks end up springing up from later rounds. Just look at Jalen Hurts, for example, or Justin Fields, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence. Five of the top eight quarterbacks were guys that came up in the later rounds or weren't even drafted at all. And in my opinion, this was actually the weakest year of the late round quarterback that we've seen in a long, long time. And like Again, this is one year. That's not a trend. I think for a long time, we've been seeing these top breakouts come out of the back of the drafts. But even in an incredibly weak late-round quarterback year, you could still find guys to be good for you and be good to elite starters from the back half of drafts or free agency. That's why I like the late-round quarterback strategy and always will. So you're not really going to see me drafting a Mahomes or an Allen or a Hertz very often, unless there's like a screaming incredible value, which oftentimes they aren't. But I mean, I'm still going to rank the guys at the top of who I think is best, of course. Quarterback two uh, for last year, Josh Allen. He actually averaged less points than Jalen Hurts, who missed two games due to the leg injury. But Allen, 24.34 fantasy points per game, he's always going to be a dual threat QB who's at the top of the list. Like, I feel like these four quarterbacks here, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, and Burrow, who are the top four, just are going to continue to be the top four because you got Mahomes, who's been consistent for years, best quarterback in the league right now. Allen, of course, always will be rivaling him, has the top wide receiver in digs and has the rushing ability and the ability to get touchdowns at the goal line. Hurts, with his mega breakout season, I mean, he just took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. He has ascended to another level. I feel like he'll always be sitting up there. And then Joe Burrow with his, our studded receiving core, they throw the ball so much in that offense. We're going to see him oftentimes up there. And I feel like a guy who could be in that tier who isn't at the moment because of injuries is Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson. We'll get to later, but because he's gotten injured in in the past, it's hard for me to say he's going to be a top four quarterback next year. But if if we knew he was going to be healthy, I think I would take him above Joe Burrow, at least at the moment. But Let's move to the quarterback three. And of course, Allen, again, just a very consistent option that you can grab in like the fourth rounds of drafts or the fifth round of drafts, uh, the fourth round, third round, where's where he's probably going to tend to go in one QB redraft leagues. Quarterback three is Jalen Hurts, 26.76 fantasy points per game. That is electric. I mean, he missed two games, still finished as the quarterback three overall top quarterback in terms of fantasy points per game. So he's the last guy on here who is going to have a case to be the top quarterback overall drafted because... Like, what he can do with his ability to run the football, it's not just, like, having the ability to scramble. He is oftentimes a run-first quarterback. And, I mean, I think that's less and less the case, of course, because he's so good at passing the ball now, too. But he had 165 attempts this year for 760 yards, 13 touchdowns on the ground, and those touchdowns are huge, too. If you can run for that many touchdowns, I mean, it is pretty incredible. And that's what's shown by his back half of the season. After the bye, Jalen Hurts' his quarterback weekly finishes. Quarterback 2, quarterback 6, quarterback 4, quarterback 6, quarterback 2, quarterback 1, quarterback 2, quarterback 1 and then missed two games and came back against the Giants in week 18. That is top six every time after the bye in fantasy weeks. He was winning you fantasy championships. Every single week, he was a top-half starting QB. He put up several elite weeks, quarterback one, quarterback two, like you just heard. I mean, he's going to have to go highly in drafts for sure. And again, I don't like to chase the early-round quarterback, but I think there's going to be a case that Jalen Hurts should be the quarterback one overall. Now, of course, there's variance, and I think if we as we've seen over the past few years, A lot of times people try to get too cute with the quarterback one overall, like Lamar Jackson, and then they end up falling off and the touchdown rate ends up going down. So there is an argument that Patrick Mahomes, just not because he's likely to be the overall quarterback one, but because he's more likely than the rest of the field to do so. I think there's an argument that his consistency should be at the top, but it's going to be an interesting discussion as we get into the draft season. Quarterback four is Joe Burrow, 22.34 fantasy points per game. So he averaged quite a bit less than these other guys, but he's always going to be up there. Not a guy who's going to finish his number one, but a guy who's going to throw a lot to his receivers, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, always be consistent. There's not a ton of injury risk too, because he doesn't run the ball a ton, but he also has some mobility as well. Like we did see him get 259 rushing yards. That's not bad, but 36 touchdowns, over 4,500 passing yards. You can expect those numbers year to year. This is just pretty ho-hum season for Joe Burrow, and he's still putting up great production. Quarterback five. This is where we get polarizing. It's Justin Fields. And he was carrying an awful Bears team. But I mean, Justin Fields running ability is going to have people maybe drafting him in the top three quarterbacks. I think you're going to see, especially if the Bears have a good offseason, maybe some bold guys who decide I'm going to draft Justin Fields over Josh Allen in fantasy as the quarterback three, just going crazy because of Justin Fields, fantasy production. And it is fair because Justin Fields ran for over 1100 yards last year and he was incredible missed a game in the stretch that we're looking at but 20.47 fantasy points per game he also was a guy who did a lot better after like week 5 like in his first 5 weeks he didn't have a quarterback 1 finish and then from week 6 onward he only had one week outside of the quarterback QB, uh, top 12 range i mean that's like a dramatic incredible shift and i think it's because he was running the ball a lot more of course because in those first few weeks he was running it some but not getting as much of those Big plays, but then he started to turn on the Jets. Had some incredible games, had two games over 140 yards back to back in a week nine and week 10 against Miami and Detroit. Like, I mean, he's electric. Now, the Bears, of course, there's really not much lower they can possibly go after last year. Maybe if they upgrade that O-line and get some more receivers, Justin Fields has a lot more potential. But the fact he could finish QB5 in this horrendous of a situation should be really like really a good sign for fantasy managers. He only topped 250 passing yards one time in a game all season. Only over 200 passing yards twice. Yeah, he still put up this production and still was as consistent as they come because that's what the rushing floor gives you. And there's reason to be excited. There's reason to think that Justin Fields could be a top five or top six quarterback next year. He probably will be, in my eyes, a top six QB next year because that rushing floor is so big for these QBs who have that passing ability but sometimes are inconsistent with passing game. The rushing attempts and the rushing touchdowns, of which he had eight, are such a good floor to put up good fantasy performances anyway. That's why he only really had one bad game after week five because of the rushing ability, the rushing floor that that provides him. His dual threat ability provides him. So now, I mean, those are the guys that really excite me. Uh, Lamar Jackson's probably the last one from later on who does. But of course, he's been inconsistent due to injuries over the last few years. Let's get through these next few guys. Number six, Geno Smith. Number seven, Daniel Jones. Number eight, Trevor Lawrence. Number nine, Kirk Cousins. This is the the mad tier. I mean, these guys all were good starting QBs for you. Geno Smith, he's back. They wrote him off. He didn't write back. He became the quarterback six, 18.7 fantasy points per game. Looked good. I think you can draft him as a quarterback one next year. Not much that I think is changing about his situation. Although now for the quarterback seven, Daniel Jones, this might be him and Trevor Lawrence are the two guys I'm excited about in this tier because for Jones, he had absolutely no receiving help this year. His top receiver was Isaiah Hodgins. Now, of course, the Giants are linked to potentially DeAndre Hopkins. They're linked to maybe drafting a receiver. This would be huge for Daniel Jones's development. And of course, I've been on the record predicting a somewhat Josh Allen-esque leap for Daniel Jones, and while that didn't happen, I, I, he didn't become I, – I wasn't going to a- – I never actually predicted he would become Josh Allen, just that he would like make a leap such as that in fantasy football. And he did make a leap in fantasy football. I just don't think he's gotten enough help to really ascend to that elite tier, but he will have potential, I think, to be a top six QB next year. And I think Daniel Jones is really going to be one of the first QBs on the, on the board who I'm looking to draft consistently might fall down boards a little bit, but he's a guy I want on my roster. I think, because I think that consistent production could actually go up a little bit. And he's also got some good running ability. And of course, I don't think he's going to become the next Josh Allen, but I think he can get, he won a playoff game with those types of receivers. I think he can get even better once the Giants add some weapons in the offseason. Quarterback eight, Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be fantastic. I think a top eight QB again this year. Like I think my top eight is going to consist of Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Jackson, Burrow, Fields, Jones, and Lawrence, not necessarily in that order, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, of course, is probably going to get Calvin Ridley back after his suspension for gambling and betting on games. He already had a huge breakout from Christian Kirk. Now the Jags have one of the best receiving cores in the league. And this is a young team, a talented team with a good, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, QB sneak master. We know how much he can run the ball as well too. He's good at that. So it's going to be so fun to watch next year. And I think him finishing at the QB eight this year, there's nowhere to go, but up, I think he will have an even better season next year. If Calvin Ridley comes back and he'll have two capable starting fantasy receivers in Ridley and kirk speaking of kirk kirk cousins quarterback nine ho-hum not much to say here he'll probably be around there this is like where he's finished every single year of his career it feels like um the vikings won some close games this year had a really good record lost in the playoffs as long as kirk doesn't get traded his situation stays the same i think it's similar to with jared goff quarterback 10 he actually had some big games for you but it's going to depend on whether he throws touchdowns in games he tends to be touchdown dependent Quarterback eleven, Tom Brady. He's retired. He's gone. Nobody cares. Um, actually, everyone still cares. Everyone's still going to talk about Tom Brady for years to come. But he is at least retired for the moment. So that let's move to the quarterback twelve. This is this guy's interesting. This is where we get back into like the interesting tier. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert fell off a lot. You would think he like missed a game. No, he played all sixteen in this stretch. He was the quarterback twelve. Sixteen point nine fantasy points per game. Like, you kind of think of quarterbacks, and you kind of, like, say if they average, like, the consensus is that if they average around 17, they're capable. If they don't, they aren't. Justin Herbert was below that. Like, he had a lot of, like, really inconsistent games, and especially a poor start to the season, which was surprising because of what he did early in his career. He kind of just dropped off in terms of fantasy finishes. And then in the late season, too, it was more of the same. He had quite a few finishes outside of the top 12. It was weird, I guess we didn't see him. I think the problem was run the ball very much, or he had no rushing touchdowns at the goal line, 147 rushing yards on 54 attempts. That's not going to get it done for fantasy. He didn't have that rushing floor. So that's what concerns me about Herbert next year. I think he could have a case to be in the top 10 in fantasy quarterbacks, but at the same time, he almost never ran the ball. And that was actually a decrease from the previous year, by the way, he had around 300 yards. I'm pretty sure in a couple touchdowns in the previous year. And that's a big difference in terms of fantasy points. So it was strange. They kind of fell off and was the QB 12. So he's going to be a little tough to trust in the future. Quarterback 13, Lamar Jackson, 20.26 fantasy points per game, but missed four games due to an injury. Lamar's still going to go in the QB one tier. Obviously the injury is no longer something you can ignore because they've been happening over and over. And that's because he runs the ball so much, but I still think Lamar Jackson has quarterback one potential. And that's why he should still be going super highly in drafts in terms of um, just that rushing ability and that rushing upside he possesses now of course he had some dud games for sure in the early season then got hurt missed some time but that nuclear ability that ability to win you weeks he had two weeks over 40 fantasy points in weeks two and three that ability is why you're drafting lamar and why he could still be a fantasy mvp and why he should still go highly in drafts quarterback 14 Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to retire or not? But he averaged under 15 fantasy points per game. It was not good for Aaron Rodgers this year. I think if he gets some receivers, goes to LA, for example, he sees a revival. Maybe he jumps into the top 12. If he stays in this exact same situation, I think we expect more of the same from him. But maybe if he reunites with Devontae Adams, we could see another elite season or another top 10 season out of Aaron Rodgers. QB 15, Tua Tagovailoa. He missed three games, averaged 18.38 fantasy points per game. He's actually fascinating because that average is pretty solid. And like he's got so many weapons there as well. Maybe the Dolphins will even add a running back in free agency for him. Tua was very reliable for you, and he had a good stretch too for a little while, like week eight through week 10. Quarterback one, quarterback four, quarterback three. He was doing quite well, getting consistent passing yards. Obviously, he doesn't run the ball very much at all, but he would continue to air the ball out and then had a disappointment end of the season, but he's going to probably be back at QB one with some upside because he can give you those week winning weeks. Sometimes those weeks that are close to 25, 30 fantasy points, which is what you look for, even 40 fantasy points. And that came against Baltimore where he threw for six touchdowns. That was pretty incredible. So to uh, probably around that back end QB one range next year. QB 16, and by the way, these quarterbacks, I feel like, are very, very deep next year. There's a lot of established guys at the position. I think the late-round quarterback strategy is going to make a return because there are a lot of late-round guys you can get values on coming into this draft, at least so far, it looks like. QB 16, Derek Carr. We don't know what team he's going to next year, so we don't really know how to analyze him yet, but I think it'll probably be more of the same. He probably sits just outside that QB 1 tier. Not really a guy you want to prioritize because you can find replacement-level quarterbacks on the waiver wire. He averaged 15.54 fantasy points per game. So I don't think like, I mean, he's not someone I love next year. It'll probably be more of the same from him. Quarterback 17. This is going to be a polarizing guy. Russell Wilson, I feel like the hype around him with Sean Payton will inflate enough to maybe where I'm not super comfortable drafting Russell Wilson, but there is an argument despite him averaging 15.12 fantasy points per game this season, missing two games. I still think like there is an argument for him to be drafted at least somewhat highly, but the reason I'm going to be concerned and the reason I feel like I'm going to avoid Russell Wilson is because the rushing ability is just gone. He just doesn't scramble the same way he used to at 34 years old or 33 years old, however he old he is. He's not the same rusher. He wasn't as and maybe sean payton can still make him into a serviceable quarterback but i don't like it at all for fantasy because i don't see a lot of fantasy points coming out of that role of russ is going to be an average qb with no rushing ability like that's not a role i really want and i think i'm staying away from him in drafts for the most part unless he really slips in adp number 18 qb kyler murray wow what a nebulous case 18.9 fantasy points per game he could lose deandre hopkins That would be a major problem for his fantasy status. We saw his splits with and without Hopkins in terms of the injuries and the suspensions. Not good for Kyler. Obviously, Hollywood Brown is still there and helping him out. But, I mean, he's going to be, it depends. If Hopkins stays there, maybe a top eight QB, maybe a top 10 QB with some upside who I would actually like to draft. If not, staying away from him, he could slip to the back end range or just outside of that top 12 QB range. But he had some big weeks this year for sure. And um, if DeAndre Hopkins stays around, that's going to help for sure. QB 19 marks Mariota, he had 13 games, 15.8 fantasy points per game. Looks like Desmond Ritter or somebody else is going to be the guy there in the future. I don't think you have to worry about him. And also, I mean, he didn't really have that many big weeks. And then the QB 20, Dak Prescott. He missed five games, but at 18.5 fantasy points per game. We know what he is at this point. I feel like we saw not too much of a drop-off with Amari Cooper leaving, but still somewhat. He will throw for a lot of yards, probably throw some picks, get a lot of touchdowns, and he'll be around that back-end range, top 10 range. But I feel like, the, like again, there's a lot of guys I've said that about today i i see it as next year there being a lot of qbs between that like 8 to 15 range who could all potentially start for you in fantasy from week to week there's going to be a lot of reliable starters and i think the late round qb strategy makes its return that is the main takeaway from this episode that's my early prediction in terms of strategy for next year so that wraps up this episode thank you all for tuning in those are your top 20 qbs and some guys who just missed the cut jacoby Brissett, andy dalton davis mills jimmy garoppolo kind of irrelevant in terms of fantasy for now. But thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Second to at is where you can send your fantasy questions. I'll be back. I'll do this with running backs next week. And there's a lot of guys to talk about there. Some real shakeup at the top of these RB rankings as there always is. Can't wait for it. Thank you all for tuning into this episode and I will be back next time.